A few years ago, I preached a sermon series on praying scripture, how praying the word of God is one of the best ways we can fill our lives, our prayer lives, with a correct understanding of God and with words that please him. I have had many conversations with some of you here over the years about the importance of praying scripture. And sometimes we tell a young believer, just pray from your heart. Just pray whatever's on your heart. And and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we don't know how to pray. What's on our heart may not be accurate. It may not be an accurate understanding of God. It may not be praying to him words that he would like us to pray. And as we mature in our faith, our prayers should be prayers that are in line with Scripture. And so tonight, consistent with the reading of the Psalms, it is good to hear God's inspired word read unto him. These are not just any words. These are the in words of the inerrant word of God. I think to read scripture, to read scripture from the heart unto the Lord as a means of praise is not only purifying, but I think in many ways it is holy to do that. And in line with that, I want to share a psalm with you tonight or a part of a larger psalm. So if you have a Bible, I'm going to be looking at Psalm 69 and verses 30 through 32. Psalm 69 and verses 30 through 32. It is a Psalm of David. And he says in verses 30 through 32 of Psalm 69, I will praise the name of God with a song, I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. I want to share with you tonight the strong connection between thankfulness and the glory of God. Our giving of thanks and God being glorified. Our first point tonight is the heart cry of God's child. The heart cry of every child of God should be to glorify God in every possible way. That, I will submit to you, is why you exist. Why you were created. Why you dwell upon the earth in order to bring glory to God. And we use that phrase somewhat casually. But it is the very essence of who we are. The Westminster Shorter Catechism that I've shared with you many times or you have heard other places says that the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And while that's not found exactly in the Bible, that is a great summation of Scripture. The chief end of your life is to glorify God and to enjoy Him 
forever, throughout all of eternity. When you bring glory to God, he gives joy to you. When you bring glory to God, he gives joy to you. That is the way that you were created. That is the way that your psyche works. That is the very essence of being created in the image of God. That when we glorify him, he brings joy to our hearts, no matter what our circumstances may be. To bring glory to God was the heart cry of the Old Testament saints. We see that. We saw a taste of that tonight in the Psalms that were read. We see that throughout the Psalms. We see that in the Old Testament history books, especially in books like First and Second Chronicles. When the people of Israel would win a great battle, they would break out in song. When the tabernacle was dedicated, when the temple was dedicated, they would have great prayers that would bring glory and praise and honor to God. And this should be the heart cry of every true New Testament Christian as well. That we have been who have been redeemed by Christ, those who belong to Christ, those, as we have looked at in the morning, who have received the mercy of God, should want to bring glory to God in everything that they do, in every part of their life. We think of that famous verse, 1 Corinthians 10.31, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do do it all for the glory of God. Do it all. No matter how mundane or routine in your life, do it all for the glory of God. David said, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him. The word magnify can also be translated glorify. So David is saying, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving. In the New International Version, the 1984 edition, which this church used for 20 years. The word magnify is translated glorify. So in the NIV, it says glorify. In the ESV, it says magnify. And they are both correct because they are interchangeable words. They mean exactly the same thing. I want to glorify him. I want to magnify him. John Piper has a famous illustration. Perhaps some of you have heard it before. That our responsibility or praising and bringing glory to God is the difference between a microscope and a telescope. When you use a microscope you have something that is small and you try to make it bigger. You take something very small and with a microscope, you try to make it bigger. But with a telescope, you are looking at something big. You are looking at something huge so that you can see how big it is, how huge it is. And when David says, I will magnify him, I will glorify him, he does not mean I will make a small God look bigger than he is. He means I will make a big God 
begin to look as big as He really is. And that's the goal for us. We don't have a small God that we apologize for. He's really not that powerful, but we're going to brag Him up anyway and make Him look bigger than He really is. Not at all. We have a huge God. A gargantuan God. A God of transcendent, majestic glory and power. And we want to make Him look as big as He really is. We want to praise Him and glorify Him. And no matter how much we praise Him and no matter how much we glorify Him, we're only beginning to touch on how great and big and majestic and wonderful He really is. And my responsibility as a Christian is to do everything I possibly can to make God look as great as He really is. I want the world to see how great our God is. He is so beautiful. He is so pleasing. He is so satisfying. He is the creator of all things. He is the sustainer of every atom and every molecule. The only reason we live and breathe and have our being, the only reason we exist as we do this very moment is because of Him. And we want to glorify Him and praise Him. We want to be a telescope for the whole world and point to how big and great and wonderful God is. So, You are a telescope for the world of the infinite greatness of the glory of God. Let me say that again. You are a telescope for the world of the infinite greatness of the glory of God. You cannot possibly praise Him too much. You cannot possibly glorify Him too much. So if you think you're overdoing it, if you're becoming a little obsessed, don't worry. Don't worry. You can't glorify Him and praise Him too much. So here's a warning to all of us. Glorifying God is easier said than done because we by nature are sinful and selfish. And our tendency is to seek our own glory and not God's. Our human, our strong, strong human tendency is to focus on me and my problems and my little world and everything that's going on around me rather than bringing praise and glory to God. My strong natural tendency is towards self-sufficiency. Always trying to think of how I can work out my own problems. How I can solve my own issues. My strong natural tendency is towards self-exaltation. Yeah, thank you for what I've done. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I guess I did do a good job there. We want to take credit for what we've done rather than giving that credit to God. And my strong natural tendency is toward worry and anxiety and stress. I somehow think I'm in control. I've got to figure it out. And so we need to beg God to open our eyes to reality. 
We need to beg God to open our eyes to reality. It's like that old chorus we sing, open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. Open the eyes of our hearts. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you high and lifted up. Oh, that's a great prayer. Open the eyes of my heart so that I might see you high and lifted up. Oh, God, open my eyes and help me to see how needy and helpless I really am. That apart from Christ, I can do nothing. That apart from Christ, I am nothing. Oh, God, open my eyes and help me to see that you are in control. No matter how things may appear, no matter what I may see with my fleshly eyes, you are in control and I'm not. Oh, God, open the eyes of my heart and help me to see that you are sovereign. You are the sovereign God of history. History is his story. It is your story. You are guiding and advancing all things in history. No matter what I see on the news, no matter what I may read in a newspaper or see online, you are sovereign and you are in control. Oh God, help me to see that. Open the eyes of my heart. In Psalm 103 in verse 2, it says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The psalmist is talking to his own soul. O soul, O soul, praise the Lord and forget not all his benefits. In Psalm 77 in verses 11 through 14, we have an example of what it means to give glory to God. Of what it means to live our lives for the glory of God. The psalmist says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Oh, give glory to God. Give praise to God. Let us ask over and again, what God? What God is so great as our God? Well, our second point tonight is the glory of God and thanksgiving. And that gets to the heart of this whole service tonight. One of the important ways in which we glorify God is through a habitual, constant attitude of thanksgiving. One of the important ways in which we glorify God is through a habitual, constant attitude of thanksgiving. Look again at verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him. Now notice this. With thanksgiving. I will glorify him. I will glorify God. With thanksgiving. We glorify God. When we thank him. When we thank someone. We are magnifying them. And that is a good thing. When you do something. Generous or kind. For someone. 
you know it is not an expectation, but you are glad when they say thank you. When someone has done something good for you, something kind for you, something generous for you, and you don't thank them, there is a sense in which it is inappropriate. It is rude. It is offensive. Probably all of us have had a time or a few times in our lives where we've done something for someone and they never even said thank you. They never even thanked us. And there's a part of us that, while we, we know we're not to expect that, it's, it just didn't seem right. Magnify that infinitely and think how it must be to God when he blesses us and blesses us and blesses us. Count your many blessings, we sang. Name them one by one. God has done them all. He has done them all. Let us thank him. It is inappropriate. It is inconsiderate. It is rude. It is offensive not to thank the Lord for all the good and all the blessings he has provided for us. When gratitude springs up in the human heart toward God, he is glorified as the source of our blessing. When gratitude springs up in your heart, when you thank God for all he has done for you, he is glorified because he is the source of every one of your blessings. When we acknowledge him as the giver of all good things, we exalt him and we honor him. So thanksgiving isn't just a good thing we do. It is at the very heart and soul of who we are. We want to thank him. We want to praise him. Because he is the source of all good that we have, of all blessing that is ours. Now let's put verse 30 and 31 together. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This, this will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. When we glorify God with thanksgiving, it is better than any thanks, or excuse me, it is better than any sacrifice. Remember this morning I quoted the words of Jesus from Matthew 12. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. God desires you to show mercy more than he desires any of your sacrifices. And so when you glorify God with thanksgiving, this pleases the Lord more than any sacrifice. Sacrifices are good. They were in the Old Testament. They are in the New Testament. We give the Lord the sacrifice of the praise of our lips and the service of our hearts. But let us do it by glorifying him with thanksgiving. Gratitude and thanksgiving will flow from the hearts of the humble and broken. In verse 32, it says, When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. When the truly humble man, when the truly humble woman 
sees the people of God praising him and glorifying him with thanksgiving, knowing that it pleases the Lord, then the humble will see it and they will be glad and their hearts will be revived. Their hearts will leap for joy when they see the people of God giving God glory and praise and thanks. For the Christian who sees his own helplessness and desperate need for Christ. When we see that, the glory of God is a beautiful thing. Oh, the glory of God truly is a beautiful thing. It does something for our hearts that nothing else in all creation can do for us. I have had people tell me, one of the best things that you can do when you are discouraged when you are going through a time of depression, when you are going through a time of doubt, just start praising Him and just start thanking Him. Sing songs of praise that you know and just start thanking God over and over again. It does something to your soul. It is a beautiful thing. The chief end of man is to glorify God and and to enjoy him forever. Let us enjoy the Lord to his fullest. Let him fill our hearts with joy and gladness. Of verse 32, again, it says, When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. John Piper writes, These words are words of honey to the oppressed who have given up the charade of self-sufficiency and are seeking God. Oh, to the humble, the glory of God is words of honey. Isn't that great? Bringing glory to God with our praise are words of honey. They bring gladness. They revive the heart. Well, let me end this way. If you truly desire to glorify God with your life, that desire must be built upon the foundation of thanksgiving. If you truly desire to glorify God with your life, that desire must be built upon the foundation of thanksgiving. So if it is your desire tonight, and I know that it is, this Thursday is this American holiday that we call Thanksgiving, if it is your desire to glorify God, to glorify Him, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, to bring glory to God, if that is the desire of your heart, let that be built upon the foundation of thanksgiving. Let thankfulness be the foundation upon which you build all of your praise and honor and glory to the Lord. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I ask that you will open the eyes of all of our hearts tonight, that we might see how wonderful and beautiful and majestic that you really are. And I pray it would be the desire of all of our hearts to bring glory to you, to magnify you, and you have told us, you have instructed us in your holy scriptures that we glorify you with thanksgiving. Oh Lord, 
cause us to be a thankful, grateful people. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.